0: If you want to have real connection with someone, remember this, turn away from your screen, ignore your phone and every other device, stop your daydream or whatever's on your mind, and pay full attention to the person in front of you.
1: That's Dr. Daniel Goleman, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Thursday. I am thankful for you tuning in with me today, as we have yet another new feature speaker on the show. And he is a psychologist, a science journalist, and author of several books, including a few bestsellers and an international bestseller that I I will mention later on in this episode, and he's here to discuss what is undermining our ability to connect with others. Then he'll share a three-step formula to help us build great rapport and to form deep and meaningful connections with others. Here's Dr. Daniel Goleman. Enjoy.
0: I'm very pleased to be here, and thank you for that introduction. Tonight, this evening, I'd like to call your attention to attention. And let me begin with a a story. It's about a classic experiment in social psychology. It was done many years ago at the um, Princeton Theological Seminary with divinity students. Each student was told that they're going to give a practice sermon They'd receive a topic to prepare, and then they'd go to another building and give the sermon to be evaluated. Half of the students were given the parable of the Good Samaritan as their topic, the man who stopped to help the stranger in need by the side of the road. The other half were given random Bible topics. As each divinity student went over to the other building to give their sermon, they passed a man who was bent over and moaning in pain. The interesting question is, did they stop to help? The more interesting question is, did it matter if they're pondering the parable of the Good Samaritan? What do you think? Didn't matter. Made no difference at all. What mattered was how much time pressure people felt they were under. And this is more or less the story of our lives. There's a spectrum that runs from noticing the other person to tuning into the other person to empathizing and understanding what's going on with them. And then if they're in need and there's something that we can do, compassion and and maybe helping them. But if we never notice in the first place, we never go down that road. And this is the problem with attention today. It's under siege. I think the moment I knew we were in trouble was uh, a while back before I started writing the book, Focus. I was uh, on my way to a meeting. I was driving. I live out in the country in New England. I, I was late, but I, I was wanting people there to know I was coming. So as I was driving, I was texting them on my way. That That's rather horrible because it turns out, as I read not uh, very long after that, that texting while driving is the same as drinking while driving. It's really bad. In fact, in my state, it's outlawed now. Another thing I've noticed is when I was writing the book, I'd be uh, kind of on a rift, really in flow, writing well. Then I'd have to look something up. So I go to Google Scholar. I love Google Scholar because it gives you access to the academic database. So I open my web browser. And my web browser presents me with the, the news of the day. And I'm a news junkie. So all of a sudden I start reading news stories. And before I know it, I've been lost, you know, 15, 20 minutes has gone by before I realized that, oh, I was supposed to be looking that up. And today we're all in the same boat in that the tools that we use, our computer, our phone and so on, are also devised to interrupt us, to seduce us, to draw our attention from this to that. And usually under that is trying to sell us something, a pop-up ad or whatever. But attention is besieged in a way that has never been true before. When I was going around to publishers and telling them I wanted to write about attention, one publisher said to me, that's wonderful. We'd love to have that book, but could you keep it short? So what happened to us? In in 2007, Time Magazine, a major American publication, had a small article that said there's a new word in the English language. The word is pizzled. It's a combination of puzzled and pissed off. And it refers to the moment when you're with someone who takes out their Blackberry and starts talking to someone else and ignoring you. In 2007, that was unusual. But the word pizzled has died with the Blackberry, because now that's the new social norm. You go out to a a dinner, very romantic restaurant, you see a couple together, and they're both looking at their phones instead of into each other's eyes. Something has happened to us. In 1977, uh, Nobel Prize winner Herbert Simon wrote, very prescient, he said, information consumes attention. Hence, a wealth of information creates a poverty of attention. I think we've entered a time when we're in danger of intentional impoverishment. And the, the signs of it are, are more than, you know, a couple watching their, looking at their phone instead of into each other's eyes. You, the other day, I saw a, a mom holding a, a little toddler, and the toddler's trying to get her attention, and she's busy texting. She's just not available. And, you know, of course, dad's the same story. I was on a vacation island last summer, Martha's Vineyard, off the coast of New England, and I was taking a taxi from the ferry to my house, and I happened to share it with seven sorority sisters, college students, who were going for a weekend together. And uh, we got in the, it was a shared taxi, a big van, and we got in the taxi, And within a minute or two, every one of the sorority sisters was staring into a screen, iPhone, iPad, but they weren't talking to each other. And I think this is a a real loss. The ingredients of rapport are three. The first is full mutual attention. From that full attention comes a second ingredient Uh, It's a nonverbal synchrony. If you look at two people who are really in rapport, really connecting, if you were to make a video of that and watch it in silence, the two bodies look as though they're choreographed. This is something that's managed by a category of brain cell called oscillators. Oscillators govern how we respond to someone else, how we respond to physical objects. Oscillators are very important for the survival of the human species. Consider this. At the moment of a first kiss, they determine the velocity at which two skulls come together. And if they get it wrong, it would be the end of the the species, I'm sure. The third ingredient uh, after the full attention and the nonverbal synchrony is that it feels good. It's a a rather pleasant, joyous state to connect with someone that well. These are the moments in our lives that are the richest, that that, uh, really matter. However, recently there was an article in the Harvard Business Review called The Human Moment. It said, if you want to have real connection with someone, and if they come into your office, remember this. Turn away from your screen. Ignore your phone and every other device. Stop your daydream or whatever's on your mind and pay full attention to the person in front of you. I find it Sad that we have to have an article in the Harvard Business Review to tell us something like that. But it has come to this, because uh, attention uh, is a rarer and rarer commodity, but it's a very precious commodity. I think the time has come for us to take an active stand in our lives and fight back against this subtle uh, onslaught. I know a couple, for example, who when they come home have a pact that they'll put their phones in a drawer. They won't look at them for the evening. There's a, a new um, way of getting together. I don't know if this has happened here in the UK, but in the States, for example, when people get together for dinner, everybody takes their phone out, puts it in the middle of the table, and the first person that reaches for their phone before the bill comes has to pay the bill. <laughs> Now, there's not just one kind of attention, uh, attention. there's several varieties. The most obvious is selective attention, when we focus on one thing and ignore others. There are two main kinds of distractors, two general classes. One is sensory distractors. So if you're looking at me you're probably not noticing this whiteboard here, right? That's relatively easy. The tough one is the second category. It's emotional distractors. Our emotional distractors are extremely powerful. Their thoughts about that conversation that didn't go so well, the tiff I had with my partner this morning, mostly relationship concerns, things that have upset us. So the more focused we are, the better we do at anything. It's rather obvious. But, for example, a test of concentration among athletes predicts how well they'll do the next season. Uh, That's rather straightforward. And the less our mind wanders or students mind wandering reading a text, the better we comprehend the text. However, it turns out, on average, while we're reading a book, our mind wanders about 20 to 40 percent of the time. I think it depends on the book. That particular study was done with Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> if it had been done, say, with, I don't know, Fifty Shades of Grey or Blink or whatever, it might have been different. But the, the point is that the more disrupted attention is, particularly for young people, the harder it is for them to grasp, to build the cumulative mental models that amount to mastery in, in any subject.
1: Big... Thanks to Dr. Daniel Goldman for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his website, danielgoleman.info. His Instagram is daniel underscore Goldman, and that's spelled G-O-L-E-M-A-N. And a few books that I'll mention, the first being one related to today's talk, which is entitled Focus, The Hidden Driver of Excellence. The second is the one that he's most known for. This one is the international bestseller, which I heard amazing things about and that currently sits on one of my bookshelves. And that one is entitled, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. And lastly, the one that is next on my list to read, which someone was so gracious to have donated to me, which I am super, super excited to dig into. And that one is entitled, Altered Traits, The Science Reveals How Meditation Changes Your Mind, Brain, and body. And going off on a quick tangent, I don't think I ever mentioned it on the show, but if you go to the show description and you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll see a section named, give me a shout. And in it, there's a few ways that you can connect with me, which if you do, I always do my best to respond. But underneath that, you'll see a section that says, support the show. And if you click on that, It'll take you to a page where you can support the show by donating me a book or funding towards a book. The site is called buymecoffee.com, I believe. But since I don't drink much coffee, I designed my homepage to say buy me a book instead. And the proceeds go towards purchasing used books because I absolutely just love to read. And when I read those books, they usually refer to other books to read and other authors to find. And then I look for talks with those authors. And if they're really good, then I look to feature them on the show. And depending on the book I buy, I'll, in addition to buying the physical book, I'll also buy the book on Audible and listen to it while following along with the physical book. It's a a little hack that um, that I've learned that helps me retain the information better And I also just like having the ability to go back and reference my notes and my highlights. So I recently had a listener donate and it covered the cost of the next book in my queue, which I mentioned earlier called Altered Traits, written by today's featured speaker. And I'm just super excited to dig into it because I love seeing the new and emerging science behind the brain, body and mind connection and what it's actually doing objectively for for our our subjective meditative experiences. So just super cool stuff that I love learning about. And one day, who knows? I may go further down the path of meditation and share things that I've learned with you all. All right, so I went off on a little tangent there. So going back to our featured speaker, huge thanks for him stopping by. If you'd like to see the entire talk, you can go to YouTube and search for Daniel Goleman on Focus. The Secret to High Performance and Fulfillment. And I'll have links to all the things I just mentioned. Everything will be in the show description, which is usually below where you hit the play button to listen to this episode. All right, that is a wrap for me. As always, I appreciate you. I hope you have a focused rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong later.